0: hello and welcome to the laughing place podcast we're recording on new year's eve 2017 is it new year's eve 2017 or is it new year's eve 2018 how's that
1: work the world will never know okay Um, every time i I put up an article like which one do i say
2: (laughs) when they announced golden globes nominees a few weeks ago i had two different articles up one from the times and one from like deadline, and one of them called it the 2017 Oscar or Golden Globes because it's honoring things from 2017, and the other one called it 2018 because it takes place in 2018. Well, it's Dick Clark's
0: New Year's Rockin' Eve featuring Ryan Seacrest 2018,
3: so. But, um, that is the arbiter. Oscars also list the year the ceremony takes place in, not the year in which the films were released. That seems
1: particularly
0: backwards. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. And also the Golden Globes, this is more complicated because
1: the nominations are the year before. See, I can understand, though, because the foreign press and the international dateline and all that stuff <laughs> is kind of weird.
0: Okay, well, uh, thanks for joining us. As always, I'm Fanboy. We have Alex. Hi. We have Kyle. Hello. And returning for our... Year in Review show, the one and only founder of... Well, not the one and only founder of The <laughs> Places. She found herself in place But the one and only Doobie Mosley.
1: I started this thing. All and along, you help. <laughs> I, I had a wife, but, you know, together we started this thing.
0: Well, that's what I meant to say when I said founder. I didn't want to disparage Rebecca. I wasn't, like, trying you to know.
1: throw... Rebecca will not be disparaged. Don't worry.
0: Okay. <laughs> um, so you know, I, as we normally do, whenever we sort of want to have a a downer moment, we, we're going to start with that. So uh, 2017 was not nearly as big a year of loss as 2016 was, but we did have... 2016 really blue. Yeah. That's, that's something. Uh, but we did lose a couple of people from the Disney community and some, uh, you know, some major Disney legends. So... We just want to take a moment uh, to remember uh, Exotencio, a famed Imagineer, lyricist for uh, uh, "Yo Ho Yo Ho" and "Grim Grim Ghosts," but worked in animation all the way. I think back to Pinocchio, um, and uh, obviously Marty Sklar, uh, the famed sort of Imagineering legend. Worked at Disneyland since 1955, became became uh, Walt's right hand man, and um, and it beca- it essentially became the face of Imagineering for so many years. Uh, also, Disney Legend Harry Archinal, uh, who led Disney's international distribution division for many years, was named a Disney Legend in 2019. Uh, some people known for other work, but uh, still left their mark at Disney, such as June Ferre, famed, uh, famous, uh, voice. Yeah. But what would you call it? The first lady of animation
2: is what yeah, she's her. a every, not every, but most of the, you'd be amazed when looking through her resume, just all the different cartoon voices that you grew up with as a kid that she does, including Lucifer and, uh, grandmother Fa from Mulan,
0: but also witch hazel magic at the spell, my Ma beagle, many, many more, uh, Robert Guillaume, uh, best known for disney fans as the voice of rafiki but also appeared in first kid and spy hard for disney as well as some uh classic abc series as soap and benson and the famed Uh,
2: sports night sports night's my favorite and uh they actually when he was shooting that show he had a stroke and they wrote it into the show so it was very emotional but you know 20 years later uh i mean he lived past that stroke for 20 years so good on him And finally, famed insult comic
0: and voice of Mr. Potato Head, Don Rickles, uh, who was obviously a showbiz legend outside of the Toy Story films, but definitely uh, left his mark on the Toy Story franchise. Like a hockey puck. (laughs) Like a hockey puck. I remember that was like the first adult joke that I got inside a Disney movie. Because in the first Toy Story, there's a hockey puck walks by. He says, "What are you looking at, you hockey puck?" And I'm like, "Oh, it's Don Rickles, and he's that he's using his trademark." I get it. Wow. <laughs> um. So, uh, you know, we we talked about many of these folks as uh, throughout the year, but we just want to take a moment, one more moment, to remember them and uh, thank them for their contributions and now back to our frivolity and zaniness hit whoop it whoop. Whoop 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 whoop. <laughs> so um 26 if you're looking at disney as a whole 2017 was an interesting year because the company i would say struggled a little bit financially as you know uh, as they tried to evaluate how they're going to deal with the future. They only released um, eight films this year. And, you know, so it was, it was like, a, I would say a little bit of a contraction, not as much TV, not as many movies, but theme parks obviously had two big openings with Pandora, uh, the world of Avatar, Disney Animal Kingdom, and uh, Mission Breakout at Disney Conference Adventure. Also Iron Man Experience opened at um, Hong Kong, Hong Kong Disneyland, and we uh, – I would say we're still looking forward to 2019 with Star Wars Land. But, uh, you know, it, it, as far as the theme parks go, there was a lot going on as well. And then, of course, we had the D23 Expo, which kind of gave us a big wide view of what's to come, particularly on the theme parks with Epcot's announcement and, you know, three new cruise ships being added to the Disney Cruise Line. Uh, well, the one new... of them was new. The other two we new. Well, but did we know the other two for March? When were those announced?
2: I thought that was was that in a remember. shareholder meeting? Oh
0: no, that that was it was a year ago. So that was twenty sixteen. They announced it. Yeah. Shareholder meeting. So yeah, uh, good point. Um, so and then in the movies, obviously we had, you know, it, it feels like there's no duds, but probably the biggest surprise would have been Beauty and the Beast performing as well as it does. Not that it was a hit but that it was as big of a hit as it got.
2: Yeah. Wasn't it so, number one of the year up until like two weeks ago when last Jedi passed I think, it? I think until like, like 12 hours ago as we're recording this. <laughs>
0: so, um, so I just thought we'd go around and share our you know personal highlights of 2017. So, uh, Alex, you want to start?
3: I mean, I would, I would definitely say on the film side, obviously, uh, BB and the beast and star Wars. um, Trying to think, uh, theme park wise, um, there's not too much that really screams to me. But I think I think the biggest thing for me, like ah! lingering as we as we um, exit 2017, is just all of the, um, I guess preparations for the streaming service, which is still about two years away because I think it's slated for the end of 2019. But um, I don't know. To me, like if I'm if I'm summing up what what Disney's focus was. In 2017 it all seems to be leading towards that streaming service and getting ready for that
0: I would agree with you the streaming service to me is I mean obviously the Fox acquisition is a big deal but it, it, it made 2019 the year to get excited for between that and Star Wars land it's, it's just going to be gangbusters so I uh, and, and, and the thought of you know, I mean, when they announced the streaming service, it was one thing. But when they started teasing what was going to come on the streaming service, you know, with a M- Marvel TV series, a Star Wars TV series, a uh, high school musical series, and a Monsters, Inc. series, uh, you know, that, that kind of got the juices flowing. The Disney excitement juices. <laughs> <laughs> Which is now available at Tunkaroa Terrace. Um, Kyle?
2: Uh, well, I, I enjoyed the movies. Obviously, I really enjoyed Last Jedi. Um, I am excited Obviously. for the. Uh, I'm excited for the the streaming service and for the Fox deal. But personally, my favorite moment of the year was being there for the 25th anniversary of Disneyland Paris. Partially because um, I think at that point we already knew that Disney was looking to acquire the entire thing, and that happened not too long afterwards. Um, but first of all, it was a really really cool uh experience that was that was my last castle um and also just getting to see the fans of Disneyland Paris and just see people you know because it's always been you know you you always hear it open it didn't do very well no one really liked it and you forget that there are like dedicated fan bases uh that that park has that just like here so uh that was really cool to see and I'm I'm excited that it's uh seems to be off on headed in a good direction with under Disney
0: and Doobie?
1: Um, it was a good year. So my my personal favorite moments um, were going on the Disney Dream. And there's nothing really 2017 about that. But this was also my first time writing. What's the ride in Norway called? Frozen Ever After? Yes. Yes. It did not open in 2017, did it? Uh, no. But it for me. You saw but the, it movie did in for the me. show on the Dream. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: Counts. But um,
1: it, no it counts but it wasn't that great <laughs> <laughs> oh so writing frozen ever after for the first time was pretty incredible i was amazed by that i would say it is the best best executed attraction in all of disney world that was pretty amazing um and then seeing pandora of course was pretty cool and then um just quickly looking through the top 10 moments that kyle so expertly put together the first time i saw that Iron Man Experience opening ceremony, that was a memorable event for me, because that's some opening ceremony they had.
3: <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Oh, and then, of course, the fact that I wasn't there, but that Ellen's Energy Adventures final ride w- broke down could not have been any cooler. <laughs> Didn't have the energy. <laughs> it just could not be any better than that. That's a perfect moment.
0: I have to say that, that, co- that 25th anniversary moment, like, I was... Disneyland Paris is not known for pulling out all the stops, right? And... I'm on an airplane headed to – I don't even know where. Was it Florida? Probably. It must have been.
2: You don't tell me where
0: uh, you're headed. You just end up there. <laughs> and, and, and I'm on the plane on some junky Wi-Fi, and I'm watching the ceremony at, like, 2 a.m. on plane time. And the it just keeps going and going and going. It was ridiculous. And it was – amazing and i could only imagine what it was like to be there but it they
2: uh
1: you know what they say they spared no expense ain't no party like a paris party because the paris party don't stop
2: what well actually my favorite part of the entire thing and i watched the entire ceremony again because uh if you'll recall from a few podcasts ago when we talked about paris i ended up getting a bad spot for it and trying to uh adjust the entire time but at the end of it i got to see and there was like over a thousand cast members dressed in all kinds of different costumes Doing the choreography to this parade song and heading down Main Street, they must have done it like three or four times. But it's like just watching them all keep pouring out. It's it's hard not to get emotional. Wow, oh, it's hard
1: to get a thousand people working in France with their
2: labor work. And... <laughs> well, I feel bad for the people that did have to like work at. You know, the park was the rest of the park was open, <laughs> so I mean, people had to. Aren't in the parade?
1: I got to work on Topia. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Enable clear they don't have <laughs> I don't think they have Autopia at least
1: I'm sure they don't come on guys come here. break <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay so speaking um, of Paris start I, I did like uh, the power outage this week at Disneyland I like how many that's always fun watching all the news services tweet out pictures of Disneyland Paris instead <laughs> like the castle I give them, like half a pass for but then there was one of like uh, Space Mountain Mission 2 and I'm just like no why would you give half a pass for the castle because at least that you're like, hey, it's a castle, it's Disneyland. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Your castle looks so much different. It's also, like, space yeah. it's French.
0: Is Space Mountain Mission Two even there anymore?
2: Nope. So it was an old picture. Well, I mean, it's yeah. now. Yeah, it's it's uh space. It's a, it's whatever, it's a hyperspace. Hyperspace Mountain.
0: Okay, so should we start with our bo- our movie predictions and then go to bold predictions? Of course. Okay. So first we have Beauty and the Beast. Rotten hit, rotten miss, right? Uh, No. So, well, let me put it this way. We all said fresh miss, I mean, fresh hit. And according to Rotten Tomatoes, the movie is at. Wrong Beauty and the Beast, wrong Beauty and the Beast.
1: 71%. TV show with Linda Hamilton?
0: No. 71%. That's
1: not very good.
0: It's still fresh. It's not not certified fresh.
1: It's not certified fresh, no. And was it considered a hit? I know it didn't finish number one on the year.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so domestically it made $504 million. Hmm. So I think by most metrics that is a hit. So everybody gets two points. What? what?
1: I I think it's worth specifically mentioning that Duty and the Beast, its live-action retread, will end or has ended 2017 as the number two movie of the year behind (laughs) only the last jedi
0: yeah i mean if we had to pick what our number two movie of i mean we all presumed last jedi but if we predicted the number two
1: movie of the year we probably wouldn't have picked Probably would have gone with justice league or perhaps thor guardians Two, american sniper but not beauty and the beast yeah so uh just for kicks
0: I mean, I guess it's still technically in theaters, but uh, Guardians League, Justice League made $225 million. So, not close.
1: Not even half. Wow.
0: Okay. So, what was next? Okay, so this one's a little complicated. It is Born in China. And we said that Born in China would be a hit if it made ten to fifteen million dollars.
1: <laughs> Did it make between ten and fifteen million?
0: I guess if I guess, I guess if it made more, we would have still considered it a hit. So, uh, but any case, uh, in any case, I lost my document. Um. So, it was fresh it made it was 83% on Rotten Tomatoes and then in the box office it made almost 14 million dollars so it is a hit
1: so that's between 10 and 15
0: Fanboy said fresh miss Alex said fresh hit Kyle said fresh hit and Doobie said fresh miss Moving That's why on. We to... own the place. What's that?
1: That's why we own the place, fanboy. <laughs> well, I'm speaking and of born in, like
3: that. Speaking of born in China, they just like random dropped another behind the scenes feature film about that movie. So there's now two, two behind the scenes films about the documentary.
0: So it's like a doc of the doc of the doc. Oh,
3: yeah, God. exactly.
0: It's doc.
1: I wonder option. how they made that.
3: I'm not I'm not sure it's such a weird release strategy and they did it with zero marketing. They didn't let us know it was out. I just happened upon it on iTunes. Did they thought, release it oh, in black weird. and white? Nope.
2: Because it's pandas.
1: Oh. Maybe they figure after you see one of the documentaries an hour later you want to see another one.
3: Apparently on Voodoo you can buy them as a free <laughs> like a trilogy. Wow.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: Moving on before we get complaints. Um, <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. Everyone said fresh hit. Yep. It was. It made. It's 83% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is certified fresh. And it made 390 million dollars, which is a hit by most
1: accounts. But probably a little disappointing, right?
0: Yeah, yeah I would guess disappointing, but not like.
1: No, not but major. Not still like the it. next movie. That's we'll still get more, more
3: but <laughs> still better than Justice League.
0: Um, well, it's funny you should mention that because what did I say? Justice League made two hundred twenty million dollars.
2: Mm-hmm. Two twenty-five, I think.
0: Twenty-five.
2: Y'all, yeah. I'm sorry. Uh,
0: the next movie is. Pirates of the Caribbean. The final chapter. Tell no tales. <laughs> we can only hope it's the
1: final chapter. What do you think? Uh, I'm curious you guys' prediction. Will there be another Pirates movie in the next 10 years? Uh,
3: if yes. if there is, I feel like it'll be a reboot.
2: And I'll just um, service.
3: Maybe. <laughs> but no, I, I, think, I think the Johnny Depp, Captain Jack Sparrow story ought to be Put
0: to rest with. Okay, so one. so just as a disclaimer, when we say hit, we mean domestic hit. Pyrex the Caribbean made $172 million domestically, but $622 million internationally for uh, close to $800 million.
2: Internationally? So, okay.
0: You know. You know. $800 um,
1: million dollars international.
0: So. And then, if you're looking at Rotten Tomatoes, the film received not fresh, not close to fresh. Fresh, it received. Uh... Let me see.
1: That's why we do so much show prep. <laughs>
0: One year I did it. And then oh, boy, dead it. air. This um, is why
2: Doobie loves editing. Uh-huh. uh-huh.
0: But, well, I guess we can go through... It it, help, it doesn't help when the title is, like, 15 words.
2: It doesn't matter what you edit it. has editing. different
3: titles internationally.
2: <laughs> yeah, Salazar's Revenge.
3: Oh, uh, here it is.
0: Oh, yeah, that's right. I guess they don't have the ride. 30%. Rotten. Yeah, so... That means That Fanboy said Rotten Miss Two points Alex said Rotten Miss Two points Kyle said Rotten Miss Two points 2B two two for whatever reason Said Rotten Hit
1: <laughs> I was thinking international I thought you guys were doing International box
0: office Uh huh
2: His so... defense is new around here
1: <laughs> I'm still getting used to my programming <laughs>
0: Next is the latest film in the Cars franchise.
3: Cars. The best one.
0: Yeah, I would probably agree with you on that one. No doubt. But uh, so, Doobie said, "Rotten hit." Uh, you didn't give the stats. I Fresh. Kyle yeah. said, "Fresh hit." Alex said, "Rotten miss." Fanboy said, "Rotten hit." The and Cars is. Three is made one hundred and fifty-three million dollars. That's a miss. That's a miss. However, it is fresh at sixty-eight percent. Wow! Who saw that coming? Yeah, uh, Kyle. Except not the <laughs> <head>. good point. <laughs> so that means that. Uh, I get zero <laughs> points, Alex gets one point, Woohoo. Kyle gets one point, and Dibby gets zero points.
1: Woohoo!
0: Wait, no. <laughs> it's not golf, Dibby. <laughs> and in what is probably the most surprising film in terms of tone and success is Thor Ragnarok. Oh, that slapstick comedy? yeah. <laughs> So, Thor Ragnarok made $311 million, the best performing of the Thor franchise, and it's Rotten Tomatoes is certified fresh at
1: 92%. I don't understand that. Did you see it? I did, and I enjoyed it, but this was not a movie that almost everyone is going to enjoy. I didn't, Obviously, it is, but it was not that great. It was just okay.
0: Yeah. Uh, I think it was just different. People wanted different. Um, so I said rotten hit. So one point Alex said, fresh hit two points. Kyle said, fresh hit two points. Doobie said fresh hit two points. Next we have Coco. I said it would be a fresh hit as long as there's John Ratzenberger, (laughs) which there was Alex said, fresh hit. Kyle said, fresh hit doobie said fresh hit. So it is one of the best reviewed movies of the year at um at 97
1: wow is that more than three billboards outside of Des Moines Iowa
0: isn't it like Missouri. Michigan or something
1: it's
2: Missouri it's Missouri. Missouri sorry Missouri. didn't mean to take it from your state there well it's a fake city so it's okay <laughs> <laughs> you mean that's not a documentary no unless they make a documentary about it and just why would you on.
0: make a real movie about something so boring Such a boring title. I don't know. I literally thought it was a documentary about some guy putting up billboards.
1: (laughs) Have you no vision?
0: No. So, Coco made $179 million. But how much of that
1: belongs to
2: Olaf? (laughs) (laughs)
3: Well, it outperformed Cars 3.
2: Yeah,
0: and it's not a franchise film, so I would give that as a hit. Do we all agree?
3: Yes. I would agree.
0: And we all said Fresh Hit. Pixar's back, baby. So the last one we have from the Disney, actual Disney Disney films, is Star Wars The Last Jedi. We all said Fresh Hit. It is def- it is most definitely a hit, um although numbers are still coming in so that's but it's it's already the number one movie of the year so you can't get much better than that 91% on rotten tomatoes
1: right. so right i think all... we need i think we need to take into account the reader score on rotten tomatoes
2: i don't think so i think that would be fun <laughs>
0: Nobody what likes is it now Do they, they, they as evidenced
2: by this podcast
1: <laughs> 51% although like it's got yeah it said fifty one percent.
3: Wow. It was in the four days before. Last I checked, which that's was like open weekend.
1: And Art and Rotten Tomatoes insist they're not being gamed, huh?
0: I think they're wrong though. I think that's just them
1: saving face. Yeah. No one hates a movie that much. Most people go to see a movie, they like the movie.
0: Yeah. Especially
1: Yeah. Especially like going onto a website to say something. Yeah, except like, for um, Mother. What was that one this year? Was it Mother? Mother, yeah. Yeah, that one might be different, but <laughs> <Right>. in general. <laughs> so we
0: did a bonus movie of Spider-Man Homecoming, released by Sony, but made by Disney. So take it for what it's worth. Uh, it is 92% on Rotten Tomatoes. Many consider it the best of the recent Spider-Man films. And it made $334 million, which is a hit. By anyone who has a brain.
3: Number five movie of the year.
0: And we all said fresh hit because we all are not that stupid. And we all have a
3: brain.
0: It appears that Alex wins. Yes! Oh, I'm sorry.
3: No! (laughs) Don't La La Land me! (laughs) I'm not okay with that. It's a tie. (laughs) Ooh, I'll take it. La La Land and Moonlight. With you and Kyle. What? What? Yay! Now we have to like battle royale. <laughs>
2: um no, I, I so can't you.
3: Interesting to note is out 16. of the five out of the top five films of the year, four of them, if you include Spider Man Homecoming, are Disney. The one that's not is Wonder Woman, which ranks at number three. So Kyle, you guys both have
0: sixteen points. I had fourteen points, and Doobie had twelve points.
1: Out of a possible how many?
0: Uh, so there was one, two, three, four,
2: five, 18, eight, it has nine films times. Two. Yeah. 18,
1: 16 out of 18. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. Wow. You guys are good. Yeah. Oh,
0: you. you're, you're brilliant for picking that
1: last Jedi will be a hit. I think Alex <laughs> should be disqualified since his reviews influence the RT score. They do not. No, they do not.
3: <laughs> I do not do enough reviews to qualify for Rotten Tomatoes. Maybe once the Fox acquisition takes hold, that'll change. What's the threshold? Isn't it like 100 films, film reviews a year?
0: No, it's. I want to say it's like 50. If Fox makes a lot of films, I might make it. <laughs> also, I, w- I would just like to point out that every year I give out the Stinker of the Year award. Last year it was Alice Through the Looking Glass. This year oh. there is only one rotten movie that Disney released and that was Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man Tales, which is most definitely the stinker of the year.
3: Ooh. And yet it still wasn't that bad. It was no Through the Looking Glass. It was no Old Dogs.
0: No, but it was definitely... The, if you look at the body of work this year and you had to say, there
2: is no debate about which is the worst movie. Oh, that. no, no. But no, the promotion no. for it was good with the but Johnny showing up in the ride—that was,
3: that was pretty great. cool. Yeah,
2: that was like a
1: top moment of the year.
3: But through <laughs> the Looking Glass also had you know that weird magic mirror in the park with Johnny Depp on the other side.
1: Yeah, that's a cop out. Yeah. So when you're only making seven movies a year, you're not going to have a lot of stinkers. They're not they're not taking any chances or anything. Just building up well, the I mean,
0: I mean, I would say you're not going to have that many bombs, but you can, I mean, you can always make a movie bad. No, because no, they magic Disney
1: clothes. Disney is making It's become the epitome Of a formula movie company It's all franchises They, they it's, it's total formula Really It is But then
0: what, what did DC, What did DC What's DC doing wrong?
1: They don't have the formula Disney <laughs> has the formula It's but not They have secret But now that they, they have the vault, it, <laughs> but
2: but 11, they have it They're just following it The so only
1: super chance they, me, Super movie serum I mean When you look at it They really only had one chance I mean They're done with pirates They should have done better was Coco is really the only chance they took this year. I and would say it...
0: that Cars 3 actually being good is was not a given.
1: No, it wasn't a given, but just another franchise film they could follow the formula. It would be nice for Disney to make some movies that were actually original every once in a while. That's all yep. I'm saying. Well, we got I, and when, I think of Pixar as a franchise, studio, animation studios as a franchise. So a live action original movie would be a nice thing. Like Wrinkle yeah. in
0: Time? Would you consider Wrinkle and Time original? I mean, it's based on a book. Yeah,
1: but... yeah, I would consider Wrinkle and Time an original.
3: You yeah, okay. didn't get like a Queen of Catway this year. No.
2: Right. So, we get like like Fox Searchlight.
3: Yeah. yeah. But, like, but Fox Searchlight doesn't quite make the same level of film that Disney would, you know? Right. Um, like we've also lost the like I considered Queen of Cotway kind of in the line of the sports films, but they've kind of ended that um, for a long time. It was like once a year you had a a sports driven film, and the only reason I consider Queen of Katwe that is because ESPN was source material.
1: Like the the kid with the green socks. What was that movie called?
3: Uh, Odd Life of Timothy Green. That one was weird.
1: Yeah, that, that was a
3: that was a Rich Ross. Uh, Clunker. Um, <laughs> That's to be confused with prom. That, that and prom. Those two are like the, the. If I had to sum up his career and tell people uh, to get a sample of Rich Ross, watch one of those, either of them, I'd recommend the Green Sox over the
1: prom. Or a giant, maybe a giant. Though. So, as much as I'm not looking forward to it, I'm glad Wrinkle in Time is coming, something. Or even a Nutcracker.
3: Yeah, I think I would say Nutcracker is kind of bold too, but I I worry I worry that kind of like Prince of Persia and Oz the Great and Powerful, I don't know that it has the power to actually become the big franchise that they seem to be grooming it to be, uh, and I think audiences are wary when it seems like like it's too too they're pushing too hard to make it work. I feel like that has just, that going for
1: it. Just make a movie and then You yeah, yeah. shouldn't set out to make a franchise unless you're a superhero or something. Who wants a Nutcracker franchise?
0: Santa Nutcracker. the a Claus
1: Nutcracker. The Joker Nutcracker.
0: What? I don't know that you're, we're going to have more than one. I think, I think this. I think it falls into the Disney fairy tale
3: franchise. You know that Jungle Book and. Uh, I guess for me, it's the subtitle makes it seem like this is Nutcracker in the Four Realms. And then we're going to have Nutcracker and the. Cashews. The, the Rat King battle and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, you know how, how hard I have to remember
0: not to type it as Nutcracker and the Four Winds? Why? Because I always think of the Tower of the Four Winds. Like, oh, I don't know. right. Because yeah,
1: it's... Yeah. Yeah. I hear Rolly so, Crump has a cameo.
0: <laughs> there's a joke in there that I can't tell. Yep. Um, <laughs> so, we're going to go to our bold Control-B F5
1: predictions. That's... Not- I'm not sure what it is, but it's not F5.
0: Oh, okay. Whatever it was. I'm looking um,
1: it up. Word Perfect 5.1 <laughs> Template.
0: <laughs> uh, our Can bold you bold a template
3: on, on a podcast?
0: That's why we don't get the clean Bold
1: rating. was F6, right there, F6. F6. Yeah, F5 is list.
0: Oh, Come sorry. On, My man.
1: bad.
0: Uh, I don't even so, know what that
1: means anymore.
0: <laughs> wasn't that just, like, adding,
1: uh, like, the dot? Whatever, no, I points. think it like brought up like a list of files. Oh. I don't think it did. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm answering Rebecca now. You guys can't hear. Her.
0: But <laughs> but but... Is, is is WordPerfect <laughs> still a thing? They still make WordPerfect.
1: Um, I don't know. Let's, let's pause the podcast and find out because that's <laughs> important. Corel yeah. WordPerfect X8. Wow. You can <laughs> tell it's hip because it has the letter X in it. <laughs> You can tell it's, <laughs> it's old because they actually charged for it. It's not just free, it's $25 oh. who pays for software anymore. Well,
2: actually, now the another thing is that you have, you can't just download software. You have to pay a monthly fee.
1: Yeah, this isn't subscription. It is just one time pay Oh, so You can buy it in a box too. It's not only available to download, you can actually have it delivered. Wow. I think I still have one at my office. That's retro. <laughs> I wish you had
3: X X-H. I <laughs> like the original word perfect. Whoa. 3.1. Sorry, I'm just, on, that angle. <laughs> I'm just on Box Office Mojo, and somehow Universal's The Great Wall made $170 million in China.
2: Because it was made for China?
3: Yeah. yeah. It Despite was... the fact that it has all white people. But that, but they put fine, the white people fine. in
0: there for the Chinese because they Matt Damon's like a big deal in China.
1: Oh. He's considered tall there.
0: Ah, knock on. And, they okay hate to J- and they hate
1: Jimmy Kimmel in China.
0: <laughs> um, so the bold predictions are, are divided into three sections. Studios, parks, and everything else. Everything else can kind of be a catch-all for everything. But uh, Wait, before you
1: do that, can I just make one more quick statement? Yeah. So The Last Jedi has surpassed Beauty and the Beast to be the number one movie of 2017 domestically. But Beauty and the Beast is still well ahead internationally. As is Fate of the Furious. Okay. Wow.
0: Well, it hasn't opened in China yet, so... Oh, well, that matters. Never mind. <laughs> uh, so, we're going to start with Studios. Uh, Doobies was that Beauty and the Beast was going to be number two at the box office. Booya! Nailed it. I get extra points for perfection. Wow. You really... No, it's a prediction. You get points for being right. <laughs> um, uh... Alex Sorry. said that a live-action Beauty and the Beast, Enchanted Christmas, would be announced. That didn't happen. Didn't happen. That. I said that there would be another. Still a day. <laughs> <laughs> I said that there were going to be another big IP
3: acquisition. Didn't I'm happen. Gonna, I'm going to go if that's true. I would say that it, it's at least they're trying to make it happen. Are you cutting BamTech?
0: No, they' Tech
1: not Are you talking about Fox? I am. What IP are they getting from
0: Fox? Well, speaking of Fox, Kyle's Kyle's prediction was Fox will renegotiate the X Men deal with Disney.
2: Credit. They renegotiated <laughs> it in a credit. big way. <laughs> they,
0: <laughs> they 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 took your prediction and kind of went went went, went a little hop higher up.
2: It's like one of those movies where you wish for something and it kind of comes true, but not the way you thought. (laughs) One of those fables.
0: (laughs) Okay. So So are you both
1: getting credit for that one?
0: Yeah.
3: That's, that's, uh, we did well. Three out of four on the studios. Watch (laughs) tomorrow. Disney announces Beauty and the Beast Enchanted Christmas for next Christmas. Day late.
0: Yeah, that's tomorrow. Uh,. So, Parks, we were not nearly as successful. I said Spectro 2.0 would be announced. Didn't happen. Alex said that they would botch the new Hong Kong castle, which they haven't even started. So, nope.
3: But Kyle they, said, did put out, they did put out artwork, so I would say they're getting closer.
0: Kyle yeah. said they straight-up copy Iron Man experience, including the Chinese Hong Kong setting. Nope. Although, they did finally release the tie-in comic book in the United States. And Doobie said that a new name for Epcot
1: would be <coughs> announced. Nailed it. Nope.
2: <laughs> Still so that, we uh, are o for too. 4.
0: O for 4 when it comes to the parks. And everything else, I said Disney will merge with Netflix. So close. Nope. Alex said Disney Channel moves from tween girls to tween boys. Nope. Uh, nope.
3: Well, Andy Mack.
2: That's a tween girl. But Andy Mac is likes another boy, doesn't make it a boy centric. <laughs> I don't the, know. I about think it
1: counts. What about the kid with the right hand with the mind of his own? Is that boy centric?
0: Yeah, what, hap- what happened to that show? Did that I that, think that was... That was just a pilot and they might have realized that that was probably <laughs> oh, I really
3: hope I really hope like fuzzbucket that pilot gets released as like a TV special or a Disney Disney app streaming service uh, exclusive. Maybe they're holding it for the streaming service. Maybe. Maybe they saw it, it and they were like this is golden. Let's put this on the new service. I, d- I do have to say it does sound like a show that should be distributed over the internet.
0: Uh <laughs> Kyle said Disney will divest ESPN. Nope, just divested the ESPN leader. And Uh Doobie said Disney will acquire a $20 billion company. Nailed it. That you did. So because under everything else, Doobie is the only one who had it correct, Doobie is our
1: bold predicting champion. Has anyone ever gotten two out of three bullet predictions right before? I think I may be like the all-time champion. Yeah, you might be.
0: If yeah. only we kept records.
1: <laughs> if only we had fans who could go and search for us.
0: Um, so, well, that is that is that actually turned out surprisingly hilarious.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we won't make that mistake again. <laughs>
0: My favorite is Kyle's Fox will renegotiate X-Men deal with Disney. <laughs> yeah,
1: they made a killing on it, too. $60 billion. <laughs> so I just, uh, before we wrap
0: things up, I just want to go around and uh, we, we put out some Twitter polls. And we asked for their favorite of certain... Um, you know favorite disney channel show disney uh park, disney parks thing and all that and so i want to know what was your favorite i'll do it a uh, favorite pixar film of 2017 cars 3 or coco alex
3: i'm gonna go with coco but that's it i mean i thought cars 3 was really spectacular and i was uh, surprised it didn't Hit as as big as I thought it was would after seeing the quality of it.
2: Kyle, I'm going to say Cars Three just because I haven't actually seen Coco yet. Doobie,
3: I
1: haven't seen Coco yet. I still know Cars Three would be my answer. It was it was a good movie, really good movie.
0: Yeah, I might.
1: I'm yeah. torn. no, you're not. I am. Don't be but that guy.
0: Just for Humphrey Hop, I'm going to go Cars Three. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs>
1: I did see Olaf chose an adventure, and
0: it wasn't that good. Um, that being said, eighty percent of our Twitter voters voted for Coco,
1: and twenty percent, by necessity, voted for Cars Three. That's just in you know recent thing. If you would put the poll up right after Cars Three came out, it would have been in reverse.
0: <laughs> but then Coco would have been there. Out.
1: Exactly. Uh. In uh, reverse. Yeah, that was good.
0: Uh, yeah, I did that on purpose. next is what is your favorite live action film of 2017 the choices are Beauty and the Beast Guardians of the Galaxy 2 Thor Ragnarok and The Last Jedi you can pick another one you can pick Pirates 5 I mean we didn't put that out there because Twitter limits us to 4 but if you really feel the need to pick another one go for it
2: Alex Last Jedi Kyle I'm gonna go Guardians actually Doobie um, I think I'm going to go with The Shape of Water. Oh, The Florida Project. I forgot. The Florida
1: Project. <laughs> um, boy. Yeah, definitely Last Jedi. Definitely Last Jedi.
0: I'm going to go with Guardians too. So in our
1: poll... Wait, I have a question, fanboy. Uh-huh. Why did you hate the Last Jedi?
0: I didn't hate the Last Jedi. I just don't yep. love the Last Jedi. You
1: hated it. You're one I did of not hate
0: the Last Jedi. Jedi. You're
1: a part of the fifty-one percent. You're a fifty-one percenter. No, I I, I love the Last Jedi personally.
2: I like the Last Jedi I like a lot too. First of I'm all, just... I don't think
1: you
0: understand how that rating works. <laughs> 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 I don't know what you mean. You said you're part of the fifty-one percent. The fifty-one percent of the audience liked it. You're a part of the forty-nine percent. <laughs> move on (laughs) I I did like it I just was it just didn't meet my expectations but I liked it
1: Mm -hmm. 49%
2: (laughs) so he's a 49er uh,
1: (laughs) exactly that's why you live in San Francisco
0: yep 41% said The Last Jedi 24% said Beating the Beast 18% said Guardians of the Galaxy 2 and 17% said Thor Ragnarok which I was actually surprised at how high Beating the Beast got. Me too. You know what?
1: A a segment of the population not represented on this podcast really loved that movie.
3: Well, I I would actually, I would say Beating the Beast is my number two. Like, I love The Force Awakens, or I love The Last Jedi. Beating the Beast would be my second for the year.
0: I'm not going to ask you guys because you probably haven't seen it, but uh, we asked our favorite Disney XD series uh, between DuckTales, Big Hero 6 the series and Spider-Man 69% said DuckTales 20% said Big Hero 6 the series and 11% said Spider-Man
1: I have seen DuckTales by the way
0: for Disney Channel series uh, 73% said Tangled 14% said Raven's Home and 13% said Andy Mack I was surprised at how few people voted for Raven's Home I, love I voted Raven's for Home. Raven's
3: Home that was my choice I love Raven's Home
2: so basically Marshall's like losing his mind over that poll. I think he actually said something about it. Uh, <laughs> my favorite of the people is like, none is not an option. It's like, no, the option for none is just keep scrolling. Did you tell him that? No, but I should. So w-
0: I'm going to ask you guys, what's your favorite Disney theme park attraction that opened in 2017? Knowing that not everyone here has written everything, but just guess what you feel like. Uh, what the choices are iron man experience navi river journey flight of passage and mission breakout
1: alex
3: unpopular opinion i'm choosing navi river journey Whoa!
1: what's what's that opinion
3: uh i just like that it's that it's family friendly um and i like i actually like it i think it's really pretty uh flight of passage um i I don't like how much it makes me feel like i'm in a 50 Shades scene
1: can you expound (laughs) on that
3: well, I've never seen any of the movies or read any of the books, but um, I feel very strapped in and exposed.
1: <laughs> okay. That's
3: funny. Uh, it's, it binds your ankles, and then it, like, spreads your legs. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and they don't even charge extra. And, and then it and starts, then like, massaging you.
3: you. They spritz you. <laughs> anyway, too too much detail. Next.
2: Kyle? Uh, well, I know you said to pretend, but I'm just going to go with Iron Man Experience since it's the only one I've been on so far. Jimmy?
1: I've not done any of these attractions, but I am still confident um, Flights of Wonder will be my favorite. No, um, <laughs> is it Flights of Passage? Yes. Flights of Passage. Do you, will you think be that's why
3: they changed Flights of Wonder? No.
1: Too many people were waiting four hours for that and <laughs> being disappointed when they asked for a 20? <laughs> So, could you imagine?
0: Four hours and then you still take $20 out of my hand? Now I understand. Well, that would make 58. sense. With the
2: flight of, yeah, with the flight of passage. Anybody got a 20? Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, our poll now I will acknowledge that when we do polls, there tends to be a domestic bias uh, because people haven't ridden international experiences. But uh, it is 4% for Ironman experience, 9% for Navi River journey. 59% for Flight of Passage, the clear winner, and
2: 28% for Mission Breakout. I will for say, Disney... I I, I'm pretty sure that Iron Max experience isn't the greatest of the four, but uh, I'm sure the other ones are more impressive, but I haven't gotten there yet. Maybe April.
0: Mission Breakout. And uh, we also asked, what's your favorite Disney Junior series of 2017? Puppy Dog Pals. <laughs> That's my favorite. I haven't actually watched it. I have no why would I? Uh 60% said Mickey and the Roadster Racers, that's the winner. That that's was the new one answer. answer. 21% said Puppy Dog Pals and 19% said Vampirina. That was only this oh, year Vampirina. That, that it came out that Roadster Yeah, I right? was like I want to say it was like February or something.
3: Huh. It it like it's weird cuz it technically had a debut in November 2016, but like the actual series started airing in uh the beginning of the year. Gotcha.
0: And then the last was, what ABC show of 2017 did you like the best? Hmm. We have The Good Doctor, Kevin Can Save the World, The Mayor, oh, and The Toy Box. And 69% said The Good Doctor, the winner. 14% said Kevin Can Save the World. 10% said The Mayor. And 7% said The Toy Box. We're giving our opinions on that one.
3: Is Kevin sure. Saves the World still on? Yes. People I don't know, for it. much
0: longer, but it is on.
1: Um, yeah. What, what, what do you have a favorite, Jimmy? I really really like the Netflix series American Vandal. I recommend <laughs> anyone see that that hasn't. It was probably the best thing I've seen this year. Even better than the second season of um, Strange Magic. Stranger strange Stranger Things. Yeah. What is Strange, <laughs> strange Magic? Yeah, not quite. That's strange it. Magic. Lucasfilm.
3: The the perennial Lucasfilm animated jukebox musical
1: also recommend Mindhunter. Mindhunter is really good. I'm only two episodes in, but it's it's really deep and incredible. But American Vandal is incredibly witty. Really it is smart. clever, and yet still kind of... It's not complete comedy. It's got a bit of depth to it. It's yeah. really good. Really good. Of the uh, ones you mentioned, I'd say Toy
3: Box.
2: Okay. Kyle? Mayor.
3: Alex? Uh, I'm gonna say Mayor because of the four, it's the only one I sat all the way through. At least an yes. episode of i gotta say though i mean i would i would vote i would say the toy box but the good doctor is like a legit hit i just i admit i'm like impervious to medical dramas so it holds no interest for me you <laughs> have no power here yeah.
1: okay. medical drama is a bad thing in your life you don't want that anyway nope
0: so uh, thanks very much for uh, joining us for our 2017 recap show. We're going to go around the proverbial table and see if anything, anyone has anything to say. Kyle?
2: Um, happy New Year.
0: Happy New Calendar Year to you
3: too. Uh, <laughs> Alex? Um, I, I think, um, was it Golden Gloves that recently put out their nominations and snubbed Beauty and the Beast in the music category? that they did yeah so i just want to wow. i just want to add how um how shocked i am by that um and i hope you know usually the oscars kind of follows closer to golden globes um but i really am going to be surprised if uh evermore doesn't get a best song nomination at least maybe, maybe it's too. the language
1: barrier with the foreign press oh, Foreign press
3: yeah i, I, I guess to say that when it comes
0: to the song I, I, Golden Globe, I swear that they only invite like the the nominees are based on the celebrity status. Josh, Grogan? because remember Madonna won it the year that Frozen came uh, out.
3: Oh, did she?
2: Yeah, like Gaga. Well, Gaga was more no. recent.
0: Like, yeah, yeah. It, it was like it was, and it was some movie no one saw, and she did like a credit song for it. Okay, and 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 then I mean, obviously Frozen won the Oscar.
3: Uh, yeah. Let it go, but. I... Well, did Ma- Ma- Madonna wasn't even nominated for an Oscar for that same song, was she? No. Okay. Then they're just crazy. Maybe yeah, they I mean, were
1: confused scary. as what Golden Globes meant when they nominated Madonna. <laughs> <laughs> well, those were more of cones. <laughs> oh, yeah, back in the day. <laughs> what was that? Which Was that oh, Material was that? Girl? No, that was uh, Open Your Heart, I think. Uh, open Your Heart. I think the video for that, she's got those things. Mm. Uh, It it really confused me
3: as a child growing up I didn't know they came in multiple shapes Um, And they they referenced that in Hocus Pocus And so to me Madonna is the mom from Hocus Pocus As Madonna on Halloween night Like that's my first image when I hear Madonna (laughs)
1: Lucky you Mm -hmm. And Duby I think it's interesting that we just recapped all of 2017 And only had very little mention of the expo Which is like the biggest deal of the year, and I don't know. Maybe it's just me and how I did it, but this expo just didn't seem quite the same as other expos. It's because you had to hang out with me. (laughs) Maybe that's it. I spent the whole time on the floor. On the floor. I mean, but maybe I'm wrong. I'm. I'm not saying I'm right. I just. I do think it's interesting. We just did a 2017 look back with hardly any mention of the expo.
2: I would say though.
0: I would say that the expo, though, when it came to the movies. There wasn't i want to say there you know there was no news I mean they had some celebrity stuff, but you know, there wasn't that big reveal that we like to get, but the
3: news was no mention of gigantic, which then yeah. later led to cancellation of gigantic i mean and obviously
0: the 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 e ticket of that was you know the Avengers assembling um on stage, but from a park side I mean they announced more in the parks than I think they did in
1: any other yeah uh, I don't, and then, I, I and don't then, just mean announcement I just mean memorable moments uh, stuff that stuff that well, when we're looking back on 2017 we have to make sure we mention that
0: yeah so. and, you know it's just it's it's hard I mean I'd love to know what the public says cuz as as people with this with website you know we don't really attend the expo as a guest so it'd be interesting to know like, people who actually got to go and enjoy it as God intended it. Uh, but who knows? It's, uh, I'm excited for the next one, so I don't know if that helps.
1: Um, and then, since this is our 2017 recap year, and we're about to finish up, I do want to make sure Fanboy talks about his Disney Person of the Year. So,
0: our Person of the Year... Is Agnes? Oh, should I should go through all ten or just?
1: Her? Yeah, why don't you give a quick? I think it's worth giving a quick rundown of all, all ten as well as a little more time on Miss Chu. Yep.
0: So, uh, so we do the nine most fascinating, and then a person of the year uh, who is also fascinating. Um, and this year, it uh, we had um, Mary Barra, who from the CEO of GM, who was brought on to Disney to kind of help. Uh, show how a traditional company can transition into a technological world. Uh, We had uh, John Skipper, who suddenly resigned at the last minute uh, from the head of ESPN. We had Joe Rohde, who not only opened Pandora, the world of Avatar, but also uh, uh, Mission Breakout at DCA, so he had a big year. Ryan Johnson, uh, not only directing The Last Jedi, but getting another um, trilogy under his belt in the future for Star Wars. New Marvel uh, editor-in-chief, C.B. Sabowski, who came on board um, and then quickly was engulfed in controversy because he um, made up a persona uh, to seek employment at Marvel while he was already working at Marvel um, a long time ago, apparently. Um, John Lasseter who took the Disney World by storm when he announced his sudden six month sabbatical um, due to concerns about his behavior we also had uh, Brian Fee director of Cars 3 who really revived that franchise and uh, the last one is. There's two more. Oh, sorry. Uh, Dave Mullins. Dave Mullins, who did uh, the uh, short. Uh, um, Lou. Lou, sorry, <laughs> uh, which was attached to. Uh, um, <laughs>
2: Fighting uh, cars three. No,
0: I don't know cars three, who uh, he. Um, which was a complex film because since the character had no form they really had to work on it on an individual basis and then finally Adrian Molina who uh, was the co-director of Coco and really contributed a lot to that film including musically um, and really brought that film some authenticity so that's our sort of top nine in terms of fascinating but our person of the year is Agnes Chu who is leading the uh disney streaming content for this upcoming streaming service so she is working with uh, disney animation disney live action the studios disney abc disney disney journal media pixar i don't remember if i said this already but marvel and lucas film and really working on creating a program of original content for that service um she Um, Was recently the head of, or I shouldn't say head of, because I don't know uh, if she was. But she was uh, an executive of story and franchise development at WDI Imagineering. But she's uh, been with the company since 2008. She started to make those lost webisodes, like lost missing pieces back in the day. Um, And she also worked on the ABC streaming of the uh, Oscars. She ended up working at General Hospital for a while and is credited with kind of bringing that um, show new life. Um, And then she worked for Bob Iger, uh, working as kind of like the middleman for him with Shanghai Disneyland and the relaunch of Star Wars. So she was most recently at WDI. Um, As you can tell, she's kind of worked everywhere. She has worked everywhere. Is this... I mean, is she a potential for Bye Bye, your successor? Well, that's what I mean. I I didn't put it out there because I don't, you know, I I think it's a little premature. But obviously, Bob sees something in her, right? Because, you know, she she plucked, he plucked him from her, from General Hospital to kind of revive the Star Wars franchise. I mean, that's saying something. And, you know, she's working with, she's touching everybody. You know, I mean, she's working with all she's already has a theme park experience, although briefly, but now she's working with every division of the company. I wouldn't be surprised if I mean, we'll see how the 20th Century Fox uh, acquisition pans out and what that ends up meaning, because I think there's gonna be a lot of moving around. But yeah, I would say if you just look at her resume, I mean, she needs to build it up a little bit. And maybe that's why she got this job to kind of prove herself. And if not, if not named CEO, just from a Wall Street management perspective, maybe elevated at the same time to kind of be the, um, you know, heir apparent after that.
3: Well, and, and isn't there like it can be a president and a CEO as two different positions, right? Correct. So could it be something like that too? Yeah.
0: So uh, she is our Person of the Year. Congratulations, Agnes Chu. I know it's the honor which you will never forget.
1: <laughs> if you if you, ever, if you ever find out about it, so so yeah, I'm curious, fanboy. Would you guess that Agnes Chu is aware that she's been named LP Person of the Year? I would say she's been she's aware. Okay, Cause, doesn't mean it means anything to her. Just right? Curious. Yeah, I would say she's aware. Um,
0: you no, know, I mean I gotta say, you know, I was amazed at how little there is on her out there. I. This was a tough one to write because I actually had to research it because, <laughs> you know, they didn't there's like no one else reports on her and I don't know why. And I think that's the only, that's really the thing that would hold her back from becoming CEO is that nobody knows like nobody knows of her. So, you know, it's it it would make people nervous. Uh, but she really I mean, leading all the content and we already know the four series that have already been announced. So that's a huge deal. Unless I'm not seeing something, right? How old is she?
1: She's young, right?
0: Yeah, I would guess she's probably in her
1: mid to late thirties. She graduated Harvard in '02, so yeah. that's that's not that long ago.
0: Yeah, so late thirties.
1: So wow. impressive young lady. I wish her well.
0: Yeah, well, I, I, you know, she was so she like no one knows about her. I could only find one picture of her that wasn't like. <laughs> You know, that was like an official publicity picture of her on the set of General Hospital.
1: You can get her LinkedIn picture. That, that's fun. <laughs> we tried that. So, yeah. But it's circular. Uh, that's kind of a pain.
0: So, if you want to know more about the Disney streaming service, or at least us vamping about it, um, I'm sure we will talk about it in our next show, which is going to be our 2018 Look Ahead show, uh, which is a fine uh, companion to this show. And we'll also have our bold predictions. So please join us then. It will be posted at some point after we post this one. Unless we mess <laughs> up. And then it might be posted before <laughs> this one. And will seem really silly. You never know. You never know. You uh, never know. So uh, thanks so much for joining us. And have a great 2018. And may all your days be Disney days. <sighs>